next podcast is going to be on premature births. I'm your host, Irina, and I will be joined by Christina Rodriguez and Professor Donnelly to discuss this topic. The March of Dimes started in 1938 when the polio virus was one of the most devastating diseases to both infants and adults. President Franklin Roosevelt created the March of Dimes as a polio survivor himself to try and find a cure and put an end to the disease. He organized various donation drives and with the help of some of his closest friends, he reached out to the public to find a cure for polio. Millions of dollars were also donated to the research for a cure for polio. The cure was researched and finally, Dr. Jonas Salk created the polio vaccine, which saved the lives of millions to come. After the discovery of the polio virus vaccine, the March of Dimes set out new goals and focused on infant birth defects and infant mortality. The March of Dimes funded and discovered new treatments for infant respiratory issues, along with mapping the human genome. For more than 80 years, the March of Dimes has touched the lives of countless infants and families and continues to do so till this day. The March of Dimes is working endlessly to help prevent premature births, and according to the March of Dimes statistics, premature births affects nearly 500,000 babies born in the U.S. every year. The March of Dimes website stands behind a central mission to improve the health of newborns and babies all around while also preventing any premature births, infant mortalities, or possible congenital disabilities. The March of Dimes focuses predominantly on premature birth prevention and maternal support throughout pregnancy while advocating for the best possible policies and care for both the infant and the mother. Today, the March of Dimes works on creating educational materials for parents along with educating medical professionals about the best possible evidence-based practice to implement during fetal and maternal care. Premature birth, or also known as birth before 37 weeks, is the leading cause of infant mortality. Therefore, a cause such as the March of Dimes is fighting to limit the instance of prematurity, meanwhile saving one baby at a time. According to CharityNavigator.org, a website utilized to view and evaluate charities to help donors decide how much of their money is going to the cause, the March of Dimes scores a 62% on the financial aspect with a score of 97% on accountability and transparency. What this means is 70% of the money donated to this charity is spent on program expenses such as organizing relays and programs for mothers. The remaining 25% is spent on administrative costs along with fundraising various other expenses. When a newborn is born prematurely, parents are often not prepared for what this entails. Having a newborn prematurely poses a threat to the livelihood of the parents and an enormous strain on the overall mental well-being. Sarah Cockcroft A pediatric staff nurse wrote an article titled, How Can Family-Centered Care Be Improved to Meet the Needs of Parents with a Premature Baby in the Neonatal Intensive Care? 
Sarah utilized her pediatric nursing knowledge to develop and prove the effectiveness of family-centered care, identifying both the staff's and parents' needs, along with ways the medical professionals in the NICU setting can offer significant support to the parents during such a hard time. Following her study, she identified various benefits to family-centered care, which resulted in decreased length of stay for the infants in the NICU, a better parent-child attachment, and an improved long-term outcome for the baby. This article also demonstrated various changes that must be made in the NICU setting to improve family-centered care outcomes and ultimately help the parents be better prepared for a positive or negative outcome in the long run concerning their infant. I would like to welcome Christina Rodriguez, my fellow nursing student, to discuss her opinions on the March of Dimes. Hi, Christina. Welcome. Thank you for being on my podcast. Hi. Thank you for having me on. Today, I would like to get your thoughts on our organization, March of Dimes, which implements early prenatal care to prevent preterm births. I would like to know your opinion on this organization. I think it's a great organization because it is essential to discuss the topic of preterm births openly and have a support group available for the mothers. This is a very hard time for the parents because they do not really get the experience, the joys of having a healthy baby. Therefore, having an organization that provides support is super necessary. Oh, I totally agree with your thoughts. It's so important to discuss organizations like the March of Dimes. Our next topic is family-centered care. So usually family-centered care is implemented in the NICUs and the March of Dimes strives to make this an opportunity for all mothers. It involves the mothers and the infants bonding and creating a family-like bond. So my next question to you is, what is your opinion on family-centered care in the NICU? I think family-centered care is great for the babies, especially because they are not born in a normal setting. Family-centered care will help parents and infants bond better and provide the parents with a sense of normalcy. Definitely. Normalcy is what the parents need and want during this hard time. I want to thank you for coming on to my podcast, and as a future nurse, I truly hope we can make an impact in preventing preterm births with the help of March of Dimes. It was also great to hear your, your opinions. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Our next guest speaker will be Jamie Donnelly. She is a mother of a micro preemie, and she will be sharing her story of her premature son, Xavier, and the things that she went through in the NICU and post-NICU, and how the March of Dimes has affected her outlook on premature birth. Hello, Jamie Donnelly. Thank you for being on my podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's, uh, it's an honor to share my story. Um, so my first question to you would be, prior to having your preemie, were you aware of the March of Dimes and what, organ- and what the organization does? I was aware of the March of Dimes, uh, pretty much just probably what a lot of the public thinks of is, you know, it helps uh, babies that are born and have some issues and uh, get the medical and emotional support that they need. Um, In regards to my particular uh, story, I wasn't really aware um, how much they could actually help me, which I'll be going into a little bit more of, unfortunately, my story is a little different than what you see in those commercials for the March of Dimes. That's great to hear. As a preemie mom, 
What do you think was the hardest part about that experience for you? Well, I would say my son was born at uh, 29 weeks, so seven months. Um, he did weigh only one and a half pounds. He was uh, only a, a foot long. Um, he was considered actually a, 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 mi a micro preemie, which is the really tiny babies that you see in the uh, advertisements or, or you know, um, pictures that March of Dimes uh, shows. And uh, I guess the hardest part was actually just scary that, you know, of the complications that he would have. Um, as I said, he was born at 29 weeks but if you know anything about pregnancy he probably was only the size of like a 26 27 week um you know gestational baby uh so the hardest part was really just the unknown um what was really great about like organizations like March of Dimes is that there was a plenty of information, videos, message boards, articles preparing me. My doctors knew that he was going to come early. And because I got that research uh, behind that, because of organizations like March of Dimes, I was more prepared in what I was going to be expecting in the NICU. So I'm very thankful for that. That actually really eased me as opposed to a lot of moms who all of a sudden give birth and don't realize that, you know, their babies are going to be needed uh, to be in the, the NICU fairly quickly. Okay. Um, my next question to you would be, do you feel like you received adequate support in the NICU? I know you mentioned that the nurses and physicians did prepare you uh, for what was going to happen, but um, can you share a little bit about the outcome of your baby's stay in the NICU? Yeah, sure. So um, I actually was seen by high-risk doctors because of just some health issues that I was experiencing, and then it, they notifying that, you know, Xavier, my son, was not growing inside me. Um, but they were just really positive. Um, you know, it was a scary, scary road. And it was kind of neat for them to say, listen, you know, this baby's going to be a miracle and, and of that sort. So uh, as soon as he was born, I mean, ugh, in the room, there was already a separate section of probably about six to seven NICU um, nurses and assistants and doctors who worked on him as soon as I had an emergency uh, C-section uh, because he was in distress. And so they immediately came to my bedside within half an hour of his birth uh, because I had to recover from my C-section, so him and I were separated, where the nurse said, listen, these are all the organizations that are going to help you. These are the things that we need from you. These are the way that you can come and visit him. It's going to be a long road, but we're here for you. And the support that they gave me um, during those th those uh, early hours was extremely helpful. I felt, you know, really one-on-one -on -one with that. Unfortunately, uh, the sad part is is that my son, um, his lungs gave out at age th uh, day three, and uh, he passed away. But... The beautiful thing I try to take from, from that horrible traumatic experience is that the NICU nurses actually saved my sanity in the sense that they came to me and said, if your son is passing and parents really regret not holding the baby when this happens, if I had not hold him or not seen him or dealt with that, I don't think I would be in a, a better situation like I am now to talk to you. So there they actually have a, a major procedure what happens when a baby passes and i have to thank marcha dimes because they do provide a lot of the um, aftercare for grieving parents in regards to uh, helping you when you um, go through this traumatic situation only like 10 15 years ago 
if your child, if your infant child died, they would just take that baby's remains away from you. Now you can actually, there's devices that hold your child's body in preserving it for up to 24 hours so the mother can mother. And I got six hours with him. And I can tell you, again, this is why I'm talking to you. I'm very healthy to talk because I got to bathe him. I got to take care of him. I got some, you know, mementos in regards to him, like, you know, his his blanket, his hair and things like that. So unfortunately, you know, you see a lot of those babies and I'm very thankful. March of Dimes does help those children. But, you know, nature sometimes unfortunately doesn't uh isn't 100 percent guaranteed that it's gonna happen positively and i'm i'm one of those parents but because of organizations like march of dimes i was helped with uh knowledge and support thank you for sharing your story um and my last question to you would be what was the coping process for you um how how did you feel grieving wise well, this type of grieving, a lot of people don't realize, uh, it's actually quite a, a taboo in society. And that's why I speak to uh, people like yourselves to educate you um, and educate the public on that this grief is lifelong. Um, there's a, just imagine, you know, if you lose a relative um, in passing, a grandparent, parent, whatever, or a sibling, that, that their memories and, and the heartache and their position in your life is pretty significant. And it lasts your lifetime. You miss them. When you lose a child, that's like 10 times worse. So um, unfortunately, society sometimes makes jokes about people who can't get pre- um, who have fake pregnancies or, oh, you know, they'll have like a dis- dead looking baby doll or whatever. And it's like it's really hurtful in society when those types of jokes come about to parents like myself. So how do I cope? Well, a lot of therapy. Um, so I can even say for the state of New Jersey um, has a fantastic system that uh, once I dealt with this and went for my checkup right after my C-section, they gave me a quiz to see where my mentality was and I vocalized, I need help, okay? Um, uh, uh, upwards of 30% of mothers don't return to work. There's a higher suicide rate when you lose a child, and upwards to 70 to 80% of marriages do not survive in the, la- in the next seven years of marriage um, because of this. So I, I communicated mentally, I need help. They were excellent in providing me free, uh, just kind of a basic service, and then I went ahead and got some more extensive therapy. And uh, it, it helped me a lot. Uh, and this is not just the first time I've publicly spoken about my ordeal. But I, I have to, again, thank organizations like March of Dimes. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Um, and did your mindset change on preterm births? Or are you currently a part of any organizations? Do you do any rallies with the March of Dimes or any other organization that that's around? Those are really good questions. So, um, again, my mindset changed in regards to preterm births because of all the knowledge and preparation I had with Xavier's birth. Um, it really helped me feel more confident as a mother for a NICU, uh, being a NICU mommy. Um, and then unfortunately the, the sour, uh, the sad, you know, sour aftermath of the situation I went through. Um, in regards to organizations, again, we're starting to be vocalized. I, I haven't, uh, specifically dealt with March of Dimes. However, on actually on their Facebook, they'll post like very broad types of topics mm-hmm. that mothers like myself can participate with mothers who've brought their home, their babies from NICUs. And March of Dimes will personally send, 
Did I go over? So when I posted, you know, certain situations in regards to Xavier to Marja Dimes' Facebook post, they actually individually contact mothers like myself to say, thank you for sharing. I'm really sorry for what you've gone through. Here's further information. Um, in regards to other organizations, there's actually, um, in Ocean County, uh, there actually is uh, several different organizations that deal with child loss. Um, and then specifically, like, tears, um, they actually specifically deal with uh, stillborn born or, you know, um, early mm-hmm. early uh, child death. So there are some really wonderful organizations. And thankfully, there's mothers like myself who are being so much more vocal that you can go on Instagram now and there are different uh, artists, like maybe a mother who was a photographer and she takes photographs of women like myself and give their, uh, their you know, voices to their children's names. I'm very also, again, very blessed. Uh, I can go on and on just to help other people um, that my family makes sure to always include Xavier as as an individual, as a member, as, their, as his memory. So, th- Wow, that's great to hear. I think it's really important for uh, mothers like yourself to share your story and especially because you're able to help other mothers, you know, listen back and and it's really hard when um, you kind of feel like you can't share. So it's great that you're able to vocalize and share your story. Thank you so much for having me and for sharing my story and Xavier. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to my podcast. I hope you were able to learn about the organization March of Dimes and enjoyed our guest speakers. I'm your host, Irina, and I hope you enjoyed.